listening to Keldabe Talk Radio, the official podcast of the Mandalorian Mercs. We're a costume organization dedicated to charity efforts around the globe, attending events in Mandalorian armor we've built by hand. Here on the show, we'll keep you up to date with the latest fan community news. Visit our website at www.mandalorianmercs.com. Hello and welcome to this month's edition of Keldabi Talk Radio. I am your host, Crow. And with me this episode is Thaxos. Hello there. Ark. It's me. And our special guest this month, Vraden Zur, Brigadier of the Mandalorian Mercs Costume Club. Yay! Hello, thank you for having me again. Anytime. Again. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, welcome back. New year, new Mercs. New year, same Mercs, all good. Um, we got a bunch of stuff going on this episode got a lot of mercs news a little bit of star wars news but um in particular we do have raiden here um and what do you got to tell us about the brigades this time okay um well like i said thank you for having me on again um Mm -hmm. i i missed getting coming on last year so i figured i'd try and get on early this year so anyway (laughs) um i got a couple of of items from uh from the brigade team and from the brigades a few things i want to talk about um the first is uh, one of the things we've been kicking around for a little while is um, we want to roll out a new brigade. What we have right now within our divisions, in one of our divisions, the Vanguard Division, we have the 267th Rapid Assault Brigade. And within that one, right now we have four professions there. We have uh, Demolition, Urban Assault, Pilot, and Aerial Assault. Um and so what we've been talking about doing is uh, is breaking off the a couple of those and forming a new uh, the original idea was an airborne brigade. Um, so we're going to break off pilot and aerial assault, and right now it looks like we're going to call it the air mobile brigade. And so we're in the process of standing that up, and we've got a few more things that we've got to take care of as far as um, brigade sigils and, and clearing some stuff um, with uh, with the art team, and then I've got a bug Thaxos about creating a new child board for us. <laughs> but but that'll be something that's coming and, and that's something that we're really excited about. Um, you know, because brigades are a, uh, a task-specific um, group of uh, task and profession-specific groups of costumes that, that we have uh, within the club. And so we thought that, that having uh, a brigade of, of folks who are primarily uh, based on either piloting vehicles or uh, or aerial assault or jetpack troopers or um, you know I don't know if you guys are fans of uh, of science fiction but the if you've ever read Starship <laughs> Troopers right well of course we're fans of science fiction but you know uh, the Starship Troopers by Heinlein uh, that he wrote many many years ago uh, they have the the uh, mobile infantry are capsule troopers that they drop out of ships. Um, uh, and so that's the kind of thing we're going to be incorporating in, into this new brigade. So that's that's the the first thing that we want to announce. Um, the second thing I also want to tease just a little bit is I know I've been promising this for since basically since I became brigadier is uh, is brigade specific merchandise. And so we've got a couple of projects uh, that are in the works and and we hope are going to be in the final stages of getting through with the, with the quartermaster. Uh, and making some announcements and and some of our merchandise that we want to have is going to be uh, uh, available to brigade members only you know um, we want to give brigade members some perks uh, and some things to that that are exclusives 
Um, but then some other things we want to make available to the membership and, and in hopes that it, it will bring them into brigades as well. Uh, so we've got a few things uh, that we're that we're working on. Um, I don't want to announce anything specific until uh, until all that's cleared with uh, with the quartermaster and and we get uh, production runs uh, ready to go. But but that's another thing that's coming. Um, the third thing I have on my list uh, that we want to talk about is I know we're going to talk about celebration a little bit later. Um, but I also want to encourage anybody who is going to be at Celebration uh, and who might be interested in joining the brigades. We're going to have a bunch of members of the brigade team there. Uh, and so we're looking at finding a time when we can all get together um, to, to either answer questions or just hang out and chat. Uh, I know I've got a couple of brigade marshals who will be there. Um, uh, and then we, I know we also have some folks, some folks that talked to me at MercsCon about this is... Uh, would there be a chance that, that the brigade team could look at someone's costume and, you know, see what they might need to do or even take their application photos uh, uh, there at celebration on the floor? So we will certainly be happy to do that. So um, I'm looking forward to celebration um, and I'm, I'm hoping to see anybody who might be interested in brigades uh, uh, there as well. Um, let's see the fourth thing I have that I want to talk about. Oh, we've we've had some personnel changes. Um, we had, uh, uh, one of our brigade marshals, she stepped down a couple months ago. And so we, we filled her slot, uh, Sakura, uh, is, was one of our division captains and she was elevated to brigade marshal. And so right now we have an open spot on the brigade team. Um, you know, a lot of the administrative teams ha do have open spots or are always looking for, uh, for help. Uh, so right now we're in the process of selecting a new division captain, um, for our team, and we hope to have that person on on board by the time this goes live. So hopefully, we'll have an announcement for that. But the other thing I want to say, uh, on behalf of my own team, and like I said, I know some of the other council members have expressed this as well, is that you know we are always looking for folks who can help out. Um, and you know, one of the things that we always look for in in a, in a team member is you know enthusiasm for the club, enthusiasm and a good attitude, and and uh, being able to work well with the team we have, because at least in our, on our team, you know, we have uh, people who apply for brigades. It's, it's, it's in a lot of ways, a similar, very, a process, very similar to the, uh, to the app team process, but we're looking for some very specific things. Um, I can teach anybody how to grade an application or review it and see if all of the, the requirements are met. Um, we can teach skills. We can teach folks what to do, but we can't teach folks to have a good attitude, team building, or anything like that. So that's what we're looking for primarily in a lot of these uh, in a lot of these positions. So um, anybody out there who might be interested in joining the brigade team, if we do have a, a, a personnel uh, slot open up, or if we have a billet open up, I, I would encourage you to apply. We've also have several people who've applied a couple of times and, and I love seeing the same names over. And I know that sometimes it might get discouraging um, when other people get selected, but, uh, but I, I do take notice of the folks who, who apply over and over. And sometimes it's just, we get, you know, an, an applicant who just knocks our socks off and, and that doesn't mean that everyone else is bad or, or anything like that. It just means we have one foot, someone come in who is just really good. Uh, but we will, we, do have some personnel things going on, uh, and hopefully we'll have some more billets open up in the future. And while we're talking about uh, brigade applications, um, we've had a couple members uh, come to us and say, hey, you know, I've, I've applied or I'm, I'm in the process of building 
uh, my kit. And we had a couple members go on the forums and, and, um, and post a couple threads asking about the, the process, uh, both for the app team and for the, the brigade team and how to, how to get through the, uh, the application process. And, um, I'm, I'm not going to speak on behalf of the app team. Uh, that's, that's not my purview, but, uh, as far as brigades go, um, you know, we brigades is, uh, is, uh, again, task specific, uh, armor specialization. Um, and so what we have when, when somebody applies, uh, they'll apply with a very, um, specific profession or professions, you know, because we have the dual brigade policy out there now too. So somebody will pick one or more professions. Um, and you know, they, each profession has some requirements that they, they need to, to meet in order to, to show, okay, so this is what, um, this is what an urban assault kit looks like. And so when, when they go, if they want to build an urban assault, uh, you have to have at least medium armor. You have to have a backplate. There's some things there that are very specific. You have to have a weapon that can't be, you know, a sniper style weapon or, or a heavy weapon. You have to have a, a, a secondary or a, a sidearm or a pistol, those sorts of things. You have to have grenades, et cetera, et cetera. So we have some, some, uh, uh, some um, requirements that are very specific. Um, but one of the things that, that I think trips a cut some folks up is, um, our requirements are not as specific as some of the other clubs. Um, and I say this as a member of, uh, of some of the other clubs as well. Um, so for instance, if you apply to say the rebel Legion with your X-wing pilot, you have to have a flight suit that has, you know, the square pockets and you have to have, you know, X number of code cylinders and you have to have a vest and you have to have a chest box that looks a certain way and a hose and all that other stuff. Um, where our club is more of uh, custom costumes, you know, cause that's, and I don't know about you guys. I think we've talked about this uh, in the past. You know, the thing that attracted me to our club is the customization, right? Yeah. Um, that's what I love. That's what I love about our club. That's why I love going to celebration and I love seeing what everybody does, uh, with their kits. Um, you know, uh, I've had this discussion with my team, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, we have, we have the cannon and the legends brigade, uh, in ours. And those are, you know, those are the Bobas and the Django's and the Bo-Katans and the, the Sabines, you know, and pre and so on. Um, and I've, my thing is I don't have any interest in building that. I don't want to be Boba Fett. I want to be my own character. And that's what I love about our club. That's what attracted me to it. Uh, back when I met you guys uh, back at Celebration 6 in Orlando all those years ago. Um, and so that's, but that's another thing that Brigades does is, is you know, we want, we have minimum requirements uh, for each of our professions, um, but then you can exceed them. You know, we have some, you know, and uh, again, I'm looking at the urban assault list, you know, optional equipment, you know, again, all that's optional, but it looks great when you put it on. Um, you know, and so what we want is we want you to, to not just check boxes when you apply for brigades, because the other thing about brigades is, and this was kind of the, when I took over the position, uh, kind of the mandate of the brigade program is that we're not only showcasing task specific armor specialization, but we're also trying to get folks to take that next level in their costume. Okay. Um, 
And so uh, if, if you think, again, to use to use like the 501st uh, nomenclature, uh, we're kind of the level two of of our club. Um, and as such, you know, we we expect uh, a higher level of quality than the general uh, CRL process, um, you know, and some of that means, you know, we, we expect to see a little extra weathering um, because now your character isn't necessarily the new guy. And, you know, that's not to say that your weathering has to, you know, you have to be beat all to hell or look like you've been, you know, dragged behind a, a, a hover truck for, for a mile or anything like that. But, you know, we, we do want to see we do want to see weathering and we want to see uh, consistent weathering. You know, like the I think um, someone made a comparison. You know, if you look at Boba, if you look at Boba Fett, you know, he's got he's got the dent in the helmet and he's got, you know, some some scratch marks and that sort of thing on his armor. But then if you look at Django, if you look at Django from 100 feet away, his armor looks pretty clean. Right. But the closer you get, you can see the little pits and the scuffs and the scarring. Uh, but he doesn't have the, the same kind of uh, uh, the same level of weathering that that say Boba does. Um, and so you can do weathering without, like I said, without looking like you just jumped on a grenade. Um, but if you want to go that way, great, you know, do it. Um, you know, so I was talking with uh, with the my brigade team before we came on, and you know, just just a couple of tips uh, for. Um, for first time passes, you know, and, and I love folks that come in and, and they're squared away. And, uh, and, and I love the, my favorite thing in this job is sending out that PM that says, welcome to the brigades. And, and, you know, we, cause we think you did a, we think you did a great job. Um, so the a couple of tips that, that we have from the brigade team that for anybody who's, who's looking to apply, uh, the first thing that we want you to do is or that we encourage you to do is is start a whip thread on the forums you know um start a start a work in progress thread post pictures you know if you have concept art i, I don't know about you guys i am bad at art like i i don't I, I i i i just don't get it i mean and i'm not good at it i mean like stick figures that's me right stick figures uh you know there's and i saw and again this is me personally i only see like nine colors right and other people like oh this is lavender oh no that's purple <laughs> it's it's light purple no it's lavender no no it's not no 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 you know so oh this whatever so you know what's ochre is ochre a color i don't know apparently it is uh, so so i'm bad at art but if you can show me something and if you can show us something show the brigade marshals uh, what you're what you're working on uh, in a certain profession and show other folks, you know, because we've got a lot of folks on the forums who who, you know, have been through the process or they're working on their own kit. And, you know, we want folks to exchange ideas um, uh, as well. So that's the first thing that that we, we encourage folks to do is to put a whip thread on the forums. Um, now, having said that, we can't force you to. Right. We can't force you to do anything. Uh, we can't make make whip, uh, whip mandatory, um, but it does help, especially, and this is number two, when you do send in your application, please, 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 please do it in good lighting. <laughs> yes. Because that, that oh, yes. oh my God, that is like the number one thing that, like I said, I love, I love sending out a first time pass, but a lot of times, I'm like, hey, can I can we get some better pictures? Because they took this indoors on a cloudy day 
and all the weathering is washed out, especially the people that have the black on black on black soft parts. I mean, you, I just can't see. Yeah. Them. Yeah. That, uh, that goes for brigades that goes for, uh, reapplications for brigades, like doing your yearly updates yeah. that goes for, um, just your normal applications. Like I'm can vouch. I've, I've been yes. on the Rusalor boards and I've been part of the, the pre-applications for the Northeast area. And it's, we want to see it. <laughs> and if we can't see yes. it, we can't tell you if anything even needs to be fixed. <laughs> right. Right. That's like I said, that's just, just, High resolution, outdoors, in good light. I mean, it doesn't have to be direct sunlight because then you can get lost in shadows, right? But just please take your pictures in, in good lights or without, you know, with or with a, with a good camera. I mean, cell phone cameras now, I mean, I don't, you know, my cell phone camera, I have an iPhone X or whatever the hell they call it now. <laughs> and the camera in my phone is light years better than point and shoot cameras that were that I took my initial application photos in in 2014. I mean it oh yeah. You know this the camera that I have had probably has a resolution of an SLR from 2014, mm -hmm. right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. You know 10 12 14 something some ungodly number of megapixels. Um you know but just take take good photos in good lighting um cuz that's another thing that we do is we we request better better photos uh, especially if if they're in if the if the weathering gets washed out um, yeah and and like you said i mean i, I see it on the pre-app boards the regional pre-app boards and i see it uh, in folks uh, whips and that's the other nice thing about that about having a whip thread uh, on and the brigades boards is even if we don't see it in your in your pictures you know, we can go back, you know, because because we review all the apps and I can, you know, hey, is there weathering on this? And and sometimes the brigade marshal, the division captain will say, well, yeah, if you go to his whip on page four, he's got, you know, better pictures of the weathering he did on his comma or whether the, the weathering that that she's done on her blaster or something like that. Um, and that way we don't have to go back out. But it's just so much easier if we get that coming in. Um, uh, OK, so I talked a little bit about weathering just a second ago uh, again. Weathering doesn't have, like I said, doesn't have to look like you've been trashed or, or you know, just smothered by, run over by a tauntaun or something like that. But we do look for consistent weathering uh, uh, across the kit, and that's not just one of our requirements. That's also uh, that's also an app team uh, requirement as mm. well. So if you know if if your armor shows shows mm. you know the the three clawed monster has has uh, <laughs> has, has has scraped your helmet. I hate that guy. He's and you have me. you know. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, him again, him right? Again. You know, or, or if you have, you know, carbon scoring on your armor, you know, you probably ought to have some, you know, some weathering on your soft parts, and you might want to, you know, burn your cape a little bit, or, or have uh, uh, some blast holes in your comma, just something like that. Again, consistency is what we're looking at. Um, uh, like I said, more than just looking like, yeah, you know, so and so fell off a building without his jetpack on. Um, that sort of thing. Uh, okay. Uh, consistent weathering whips. And then uh, the other thing that we also just ask is, is again, to encourage first time pass rates is just keep in touch with your brigade marshals. I mean, these guys are, are brought on guys and gals. I shouldn't say just guys, these, you know, the, the guys and gals we have on the brigade team are uh, they, we've all gone through the process. Um, and, 
they are, I brought them on to be subject matter experts in their division and in the professions in, in their division and, and the, the division captains do the same thing. Uh, if you have any questions about any of this, PM them, PM me, because uh, that's what we want. Um, and just keep us up to date with what you're doing, because uh, I think a lot of the frustration uh, for an applicant that comes back is, you know, you just people look at the at the grade requirements and like i said it's not just a checklist um you know but we we had there's we have some that that there are some requirements for example in, in, a, in a couple of ours there's that require say a holdout blaster um we have had that discussion you know do we want to specify what exactly a holdout blaster is do we want to limit it to a certain size you know but at the same time if you put a certain blaster in my hand uh I'm not a big guy. And then you put it in the hand of someone who's, you know, six foot two and, and a lot larger. I mean, the, what might be a hand cannon for me might be a holdout blaster for someone else. So, so we, and I like, and I acknowledge that it's, it can be frustrating, but um, we write the brigade requirements list and the profession requirements list. We write them in a way that serves a profession to show visually what, that character is doing or what that character's task is. But we also want to give members the freedom to create their own weapons, you know, because again, unlike some of the other clubs where if you're going to be a stormtrooper, you have a list of cannon weapons that they use. Well, for Mandalorians in our club, I think the general rule is you can have any cannon weapon except a lightsaber. Yep. Right. And we also know that people who, you know, people, they, Sometimes they use the the A280 blaster rifle. I ha I built one of those from a kit. Uh, that's the the Rebel Endor Trooper mm -hmm. blaster. But then we have some folks who who just love to kit bash old Nerf guns, or they build their own Verpine out of uh, you know MDF and plastic and, and metal and and that sort of thing. Um, so we don't want to you know again if we we're going to say yes this requires a holdup blaster. Oh by the way you can only use these six. Well no I don't I don't want to do that to someone. Um, because if, if you as a member want to come up with your own character, or, you know, build your own weapon and kit bash, a kit bash, a nerf rival, uh, uh, blaster, please do that. Um, but the, the, the key, I think in a lot of cases is just, just create an open line of communication. Um, the brigade marshals and I are on the forums pretty much every day. Um, so send us a message, uh, or post in your whip thread and ask, and ask questions about certain things and, and. And uh, uh, we'd love to help you guys help out anybody who has a question. Um, and then keep up your keep up the whip, um, keep up the work in progress thread. You know, with current things. And I know you know real life comes in, and sometimes you can't. You know, you have to take a month off, or you know, you get stuck working overtime, or a family member gets sick, or whatever. Um, but you know, we do want we want everybody to pass. I, I will say that without reservation is. Is you know I, I I speak for everybody on our team. There is nothing I would enjoy more than giving everybody a first time pass. But um, you know we do have requirements that need to be met, and we do have uh, the 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 quality clause. Uh, like I said, because brigades is I think the membership takes pride in being yep. that next level of costuming. Um, you know I Crow I know that you're in mm -hmm. the brigades, and and so is Thaxos. 
you know, and, and I think that that's something we want people to wear the, the brigade member tag on the forums. And, you know, they have, we have a forum award for every brigade that folks are in. Uh, uh, we want that to, to, you know, we're not only, you know, Mandalorian costumers, but we want that, that, to that sigil, the brigade sigil that you wear, um, we want that to, to let everyone know in the club that, that you have taken that next step in costuming. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, the last thing I also wanted to touch on, and this is something that I, I hate, I hate that I have to bring up, but I do want to just touch on it briefly, um, about brigade sigils. Um, uh, brigade sigils, we've had a, we've had a couple members in the club, um, you know, before I was brigadier, uh, there there was a couple instances where, where uh, brigade applicants uh, sent in the brigade application and they had already put the brigade sigil on their on their mm-hmm. costume. Or we've had uh, some instances where non-brigade members have put a brigade sigil on their armor. Um, that's under the club's logo policy. Um, the the club's logo policy under the charter and the bylaws, uh, Mandalore uh de- can delegate the the use of, of certain club logos to some folks and in the case of brigade sigils that uh that delegation falls on the brigadier um and uh if if we've had like i said if we've had a couple members who've come along who've you know like i said they've put the sigil on their armor uh before they without being a brigade member um that places their armor out of compliance well that's uh, just really presumptuous and, don't you think you know, like. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, it, it, I, I, this is not, a, this is, this is a bad analogy, but it's, it's kind of the one that I, I, uh, that I come up with. Um, you know, if, if you are, if you're in the, if you're in the, the army, for example, uh, if you look at someone's army uniform, you know, they have patches and tabs and, and, you know, uh, uh, badges that they wear that designate certain things, whether it's, you know, a surface warfare qualification or a sapper tab um, or anything like that. Uh, you know, back in the day, it used to be airborne boots. I, I don't know if that's still something. Um, but if, you know, if you had if, if cavalry, uh, uh, the armored cavalry or the air cavalry, they, they get, they wear a different hat. Uh, some, some units wear a beret in, instead of a, a, a traditional cap. Um, and if you haven't earned the right to wear that, uh, you'll be asked to remove it one time and then maybe you'll have to take some lumps if you don't do it. Uh, and, and like, I do find it presumptuous and, and I think it, it's, it's kind of an affront to the, the, the membership who has gone through, uh, the process of, of, uh, the process of becoming a brigade member. Um, and so I'm just going to ask, I'm going to ask the membership not to do that. Uh, again, it does technically place your armor out of compliance uh, and in violation of the logo policy. Um, we've had a couple instances where where I've, I've asked a member to remove it. Uh, uh, they weren't compliant. And as a result, you know, we had that member retire because your armor does need to be in compliance with the with the standards. And, you know, placing the brigade, a brigade sigil on your armor uh, when you have not earned that right is is or not earn that privilege. I shouldn't say that right. You haven't earned that privilege. Um, like I said, I, I, I do think it is an affront to the folks who, who've gone through and, and become brigade members because it is hard work. Um, 
anyway, I, I hate that I have to bring that up, but that's just something I, I do need to feel like I need to bring out. Uh, and just like I said, just just ask members. We, I want every I want every member of the club uh, who wants to be a brigade member. I want you guys in here and, and I want you in the program and I want to see your forum posts. I want to see your whips. I want to see your applications and I want to send out that PM that says, hey, on behalf of the brigade marshals and the rest of the brigade team, your hard work has earned you a place in whatever brigade or brigades you want to be in. Uh, that's, that's, that makes my day. Um, I think that's all that I have specifically. Um, do you guys want to talk anything else about brigades since I've been talking for 20 minutes <laughs> I mean, now? The only thing that comes my way most of the time, and I think you've addressed it a couple times before, but I'm sure there's at least a couple new yeah. listeners is how come, uh, regular old forum people can't see the uh, brigade requirements, and it's kind of tucked away. That tends to come up a fair bit, so can't hurt to address it again, right? How come they're tucked away? Um, okay, so the the reason we we did that is, um, you know, if if you are once you become OM, uh, a whole new area of the forums opens up to you, right? And one of those sections is the brigade sections, um, uh, among others, is also an, <laughs> an official member uh, section. You know, spoilers for anyone else. But um, <laughs> what we found, what 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 we found anecdotally and and just that I noticed over time was uh, that the brigade requirements at one time were published um, through the WordPress site. Um, from the main forum, not, not on the forums pages, but that you could access them through the Mandalorian marks, the main site there. Uh, what we found was what we observed. I shouldn't say we found, we didn't do a study or anything <laughs> scientific. It was mostly anecdotal, but what, what we observed was, you know, folks would come into the club and they'd say, Oh yes, this is great. I love this club. I want to build a fill in the blank Beastmaster. I'm going to use Beastmaster as an example, because those the, the Beastmaster kits that we have are, some of them are just amazing. Anyway, so folks would come in and they'd say, hey, I want to be a Beastmaster. And so then they would start looking at the Beastmaster requirements before, and they would start trying to build that before they built for OM. And, and you know. What you, could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Who knew? Um, but, but that's the thing. I mean, we, there especially if you're like me again I, crow i don't know if you remember this but i met you at celebration six you and tal grayheed and some of the other guys were there and i stalked you guys all weekend and because because I, I i just i fell in love with this club <laughs> i fell in love with this club because it was awesome and i hadn't seen anything like it and it was the you know the first the first big convention that i went to um and you know and th- you know, you see that you see the the stormtroopers from the five hundred first, and you see the Jedi with the Rebel Legion, and I'm like, oh my god, they're Mandalorians. Um, but I, I was in that position where I had not done anything with any kind of costuming or cosplay uh, uh, since I was since Halloween when I was in high school, right? So I had zero skill, and I, you know, a lot of us are hobbyists. I mean, that's the other thing about this. You know, we're we're all not all in the club, but most of us in this club are, are hobbyists and we do this in our spare time. Um, so what we've, what we observed was folks who were like me, again, this is 2012, 2013. If you start building for brigades first, it's real easy to get discouraged because 
again, I'll speak for myself. In my case, my ambition far exceeded my budget, which also far exceeded my skills. And so what we what we observed was a lot of folks they they'd start building for a brigade, and then they get discouraged, and you know we end up losing a lot of folks. You know we we lose folks for we lose recruits for a lot of reasons. I mean you guys you guys have seen this, uh, you know, in your own clans and in your own recruitment. Um, you know because we all do. You know you you meet somebody at a convention and they're real excited, yeah. uh, but then when they real when you start talking to them and be like oh yeah. Uh, this helmet that I have, it's, it's so and so, and the you know you can get a good helmet. You can get a Django two piece for about fifty bucks. But if you want a cast resin helmet, they start at about a hundred. And if you want one of the really really nice cast resin helmets, they're like three hundred. And then you see their the blood just drain out of their face because because their car payment's <laughs> not that much. Um, yeah, I mean, right? We've all been there, right? We've all we've all we've all had that conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm really, I'm really glad you brought this up because I, I've seen so many prospective members just get caught, just get mired in the uh, requirements for brigades, and it, I, like, yeah, everyone, everyone in Wapo Clan keeps trying to tell them, hey, you don't have yes. to go for brigades first; just make a kit that right. passes. Well, yes, and regular, and, and, and that's that. That's kind of um, that. That leads into the the second thing here is, you know, like I said, I came in with with zero skill. I didn't know the first thing about cutting or, or shaping Sintra or anything like that. And, um, but you learn it and you start doing it and you scrap a lot of use, you know, I don't know about you guys. I scrapped a lot of Sintra, right? There's a oh, lot yeah. of cut up Sintra that oh, yeah. is, you know, Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> I, yes. I still do. Yeah. So, so like I said, what <laughs> we observed was folks, they would get discouraged because they were building their brigade kit and then we lose them uh, for OM. And, and that's something that, that we didn't want to do. Uh, and so uh, I made a conscious decision uh, that, that I, I wanted to take down the, the specific requirements for, every, for all of our professions. I wanted to take them down and hide them. Again, I believe you have to be, I believe you can be a supporter or auxiliary. You can definitely get there if you're OM, right? So you can see that, but, but what we want is we want folks to get through the app process first. We want you to become OM first. Um, you know, we still, you can still get to general descriptions of, of the brigades, you know, and then the other thing is if folks really want to see the brigade requirements list, or if really wants to see the profession requirements, you know, get a buddy to show you that section of the forums. Um, yep, you know, yeah. cause, cause it's there, but, <laughs> but like I said, that what we want to encourage is we want to encourage folks to, to go for OM first and get through the app team process, uh, and then start building for brigades. Um, you know, we, we've had some, we've had a couple members who uh, Dresden is the one that comes to mind, right? As soon as he is eligible to be an <laughs> OM in the club, he gum, he, you know, he applies and then they pass him for brigades the next day too. Uh, you know, but he's he's kind of the exception, you know, the, of, of the person who um, who just has all of the skills and and just builds just a phenomenal costume and is ready to go from day one. Uh, but well, and in Dresden's case, he started before like he started when he was, again, crazy skills, but he started when he was yes. like 16, 17. So he had a couple of years into his armor before right. he even got official. Right. Um so like he's yes. he's a very but, special but for the most case part, like I said, for, for most of us we're hobbyists this is something we do on our spare time um 
you know, I, I have mm -hmm. a, like you guys, I, I have a regular job. I sit at a desk in front of a computer all day and, and every now and then they pay me to surf the Mercs forums, but you know, don't, don't tell my boss. I said a random that. question. Who's uh, your boss? You know, but, but that was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. Anyway, um, you know, but but that's you know, like said, that's what most of us do. Uh, so what we want folks to do, like I said, we want folks to get through the through the OM process. We want folks to, uh, and then folks, and then once you do that, once the brigade section of the forums opens up, you know, then then it's there. The exact requirements are, are there for you, um, you know. But you can still contact the brigade team at any time. Uh, you know, because oh, the, the other reason we all we hear about that is, is people say, well, if I had known there was a color restriction, or if I had known this, I'd have I'd have done something uh, during my OM process. Um, it, I understand that, and I understand how that would be frustrating. Um, but like I said, that's a decision that I made uh, a couple years ago, and and I just I I think that it's in everyone's best interest to have that kind of thing hidden uh, uh behind the om wall yeah. or behind the auxiliary or the supporter uh tags before they can and see that credit credit where it's due david has reviewed that policy on a couple different instances as well so it's not like he just chose once and then went ah we'll just leave it like that forever right i mean you know and and that's i i will i will be the first to admit you know i i can be talked into a lot of things um <laughs> You know, I you know, show me a compelling reason why something should should or should not uh, uh, happen. I I will weigh it and and we'll do it, um, if I can be convinced otherwise. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a compelling interest right now. I have not been shown a compelling interest uh, to make those available again just to the general membership. Um, but I could be, you know. But you they're available to auxiliary and supporter. Woohoo! Yes. So. Yeah, so again, th that's available to anyone. And you've killed another 10 minutes there, Thaxos. <laughs> <laughs> of me running my yap. It's working well. Um, yeah, so, so far this is going great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you... see, no, I, 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 laughed, I laughed when you when you said that you can be talked into some weird things, because now I want to try and talk you into some weird things just to see if it'll happen. <laughs> well, you know, well, let me tell you. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I mean, the, we get a lot of, you know, we get a lot of uh, proposals for people who are writing new brigades, you know, they, Hey, Hey, I want to build this profession. Hey, I want to see about doing this. Um, you know, if, if you can show me that there's interest in building a certain style or a certain profession, let's do it. Uh, but the other things we get, sometimes somebody wants to build a, a kit that is so specific that only one or two yeah. people are going to build it. And, and quite frankly, that's not something that we're going to create a separate profession for, but that's not, there's nothing stopping a member from building that, that kit, that particular kit, um, you know, but the, the, the things that to also touch on another brigade subject is, you know, with, with where I talked about earlier, we're rolling out this new air mobile brigade. Um, you know, this year we've, we've rolled out this past year. Uh, we had droid hunter come about as a new profession. We had aerial assault come about as a new profession. Um, we're, we're 
putting the finishing touches on another environmental op, environmental specialist uh, profession. Um, you know, like I said, if, if you can show me that a lot that there's widespread interest, uh, we will create new professions or new brigades. I mean, the the privateer uh, profession a couple years ago that they created, you know, people went back and forth on that for a long time, but there's been a lot of enthusiasm for it. Um, and if we can get, you know, if we can get more than four or five or, you know, whatever folks to build something, let's do it. You could, like I said, you could talk me into it. Um, if you can show me again, compelling interest, if you can show me that, that it has enough interest and enough, uh, appeal to several folks that they'd be willing to build it. Uh, gunslinger is another one that came out in that gunslinger was launched right before I became brigadier. Um, you know, so, so it does happen, you know, and if you have a, if you have a proposal like that, write it up on the forums. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Like I've, I've said this a couple of times, like my brigade's claim to fame is that I am the one who wrote the BRL or the profession list for the communications specialist. Mm-hmm. That was me just be like, I, I could build this. Can I make a list that other people might build too? And I'm like, and sure. I think there's only like, ever been two of us in the uh in the profession but it counts you work with the brigade team and you have the idea and you work with the other folks that are looking to build it like it can be done if you just want to uh put some time into it right now we have four communication specialists oh we have four sweet there are four Um, nice let me make sure i've got them yeah crow cyrus alto tuscan dan and Janice Crucible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those last two. I knew about I knew about Cyrus, but I didn't, I, I didn't know about those mm-hmm. other two. That's awesome. Yeah, the other two are, are reasonably new. I mean, uh, May of last year, and then uh, uh, Janice is the first one of, of this year, the first new brigade member for this year. Uh, so, yeah, we, we've we've got a lot of folks. And then the other thing that that happened last year, maybe the year before, was we rolled out the 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 dual brigade policy, you know, there was an existing dual brigade policy. Um, and we basically opened up a lot of, uh, professions to dual brigade and we opened them up cross division. And that was kind of a big thing. I know some people didn't like it. Um, but what it does is it gives the member that gives the membership more flexibility to build the kit that they want and to build the character that they want. Because I mean, that's, I think that's why a lot of people join this club that, you know, we, we have this character in our mind that we, we think, well, this is what my character wants to do or wants to look like. Um, and allowing folks to cross over with, you know, different environmental specialists with, with say, uh, uh, their Beastmaster um, or with their Gunslinger or anything like that. You know, it, it gives members flexibility uh, to do things that they hadn't done before. You know, what, the, one of our guys, is he's, he's a communication specialist, but he's also in uh, hostile environments as well. Um, you know, so that's what he built his kit for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, please do it, man. Yeah, Braden mentioned this a little bit. Um, the the Bastan maybe the weakest part of the brigade's idea is that if you have an idea that doesn't, you don't actually have to put it to a brigade standard. Like if for whatever reason you want to have a um, a heavy weapons mando with a jet pack and light armor, 
that doesn't fit the brigade um, requirements because you got to have at least medium to be heavy. Um, and I don't know if a jetpack's allowable or not. I don't remember. Um, but you can do that and just have that be your Mando and it'll look cool because you got a giant gun, a backpack, and, you know, jetpacks and rockets everywhere. Like, that's a great idea. Um, but if you do want to just make, like, pare that down a little bit to fit a requirement there's usually a brigade that'll take you if mm-hmm. you just if you're just willing to work within the regulations um and it does it it is nice to be because that's really our like talking at the other clubs um i believe certain costumes in the 501st anyway they might have like three levels yeah. i think yeah. like there are some that go up to three right um the Mercs only has two. Like it's just right. official. Well, and I and I'll or official brigades. That's those. Those are our only two armor levels, right? Well, no, well, those light, medium, or heavy. Well, um, well, yeah. Well, I mean, but like our um our like class, not our our actual like armor classifications and such, but like our our tiers, our armor levels of level. detail. Is what yeah, levels of detail. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Well. Um, like, cause I know that for storm, for like an Imperial officer, for example, like tier one is basically just the, the, the pants, the shirt, the belt, the hat, mm-hmm. a couple of cold cylinder code cylinders, and you're good to go. But then if you have a specific belt buckle, if you have specific code cylinders, if you have right. a specific right. hat, then you're level two and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, we just have, we just have the two. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, and, and, you know, the, I would also just like to say that just because someone's not a brigade member doesn't mean they're not fantastic customers. Um, right. Because we have some, some members, like you said, they, they want to build their character and they want it to look, they want the way they want it to look. And maybe it doesn't quite fit in to our requirements. You know, I, I see people, I hear people say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But I don't know that it's right for brigades. And, and my attitude, I, I think, first of all, I, I want folks to be in the brigades, but I also think I want people to enjoy costuming because this that's what it's all about. We're, we're still about just having fun. Um, and so if you want to build something that's, you know, wildly off the wall, please do it. I want to see it, you know? Um, and just, I'll just say this, that if you want to build that heavy weapon character, the heavy weapons, uh, the heavy weapons uh, uh, profession is in the shock infantry brigade and it, it has a, a light to heavy. So if you want to have that, B, if you want to have that rocket launcher or the BFG or whatever, but you want only want light armor, great. Because and, and that what we decided with that profession was that profession is more about the gun than the armor. Because we mm, also have okay. another profession called heavy assault, which is a heavy armor, but right. not necessarily okay, yeah. with a BFG. But yeah, but we have we have a profession for everybody. Um, uh, Sometimes you just might have to get in, get into the details and, and get with the brigade marshal or myself or the brigade team XO and, and pitch your idea and let's see it. Uh, again, you can talk me into a lot of things, um, <laughs> but yeah, but that's, that's what we're all about is, is continuing so, your, your journey uh, in the club because that, that's the other thing. And that's one of the things that I think uh, that, that we as a, as a, a brigade team, you know, kind of struggle with is, okay, so someone joins the club and they get through the OM process. And then what do you do? You know, we want to be that next step for folks or we want folks to continue to develop their character. Um, you know, I, I don't know what your experience is, but I, I'm guessing it's probably similar to this is you apply with your armor 
you think it's cool. And then you think, Hey, it would be even cooler if I did this. And so you swap out your pouches for other pouches and you, you build a better gun because now your budget can afford it. Or you swap out your helmet because instead of going with the Django two piece, now you can get, you know, one of the cast resin helmets from, from one of our vendors on the forums. Um, and you just continue your journey. Right. Um, and that's, that's, we want to be that brigades wants to be that next step for folks. But like I said, if, if you don't want to join brigades, but you still want to want to continue building your kit, that's great. I want to see it. I want to see you do that. I want to see the folks who have the, the flamethrowers and the rocket launchers and, and everything else, you know, cause that's why we dress up, right? Yeah. <laughs> who is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we just killed another 10 minutes. So there we go. <laughs> this is, you've this almost is got me great. to an hour. Yeah, no, this is, <laughs> I could not have asked for better. <laughs> it's working. It's working. <laughs> it's happening. Well, that, that's all I have uh, from Brigade Land. Unless you guys have other questions. There was so little. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what are we up, up to 52 minutes now? What do you yeah. what do you guys even do over here? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, we play past the thermal detonator and <laughs> dangerous recess. <laughs> uh, you know. As you do. As you do. We've got some we got some Mercs news. Yeah, we do have some Mercs news. Um We'll start, we'll start in with uh, we do have quite a bit, surprisingly. Uh, we'll start with the um, Yearly clan elections are underway. Uh, they the mm-hmm. nomination phase for most clans is actually currently under, probably wrapped up by the time this is done. Um, should be all clans. Should be all clans. Um, but you know there will be various phases and periods and um, you know runoffs and actual voting. So keep an eye on your clan boards. Keep an eye on the OM sections. Um, uh, Caden has been putting a all of the information right out front for everybody. Um, he wants to see everybody elected. He wants all the clans to have full leadership. Um, and he is there to help you make that happen. His entire team, the CAO team is there for that. Um, cause this is your club. And this time of year is one of the, is the time there you get to physically pick your leaders. Um, so get involved in that. Um, I believe we also have some new council spots that are opened up for applications or not council or council related yep. positions yep. rather. Council positions, yeah. well, that's true. Yeah. Um, we'll start with those. Yeah. We'll start <laughs> with those. Um, yeah. Why not? Our personnel officer of several years now, uh, Earl Cantier has decided to step down from the post and he's opened it up to whoever wants the job afterward. Um, so applications and applicants are being considered for that. Um, so keep an eye on that for four years, four years. Yeah. I believe uh, he was one of the longest, longest running, if not the longest, one of the longest running personnel officers we've ever had. Yeah. That is four years is the longest duration for any personnel officer we've ever seen. And we only seen that happen once before. Yeah. So that's, and we've had, we had a few personnel officers rotate through, uh, before Tony filled the, the spot it's not an easy job there's a lot it takes a lot of time and uh and a lot of uh communication with both your team and everybody who's working on applying which is a lot um so thank you 
Ulrich, thank you for your service. Um, obviously, he's still in the clan, uh, still in the club. He'll always be around. He's always happy to help anybody with any questions or anything that they may have. Um, but uh, his seat's open, and so keep an eye on that. If you have any further questions there, feel free to ask any member of the app team or your, uh, I believe the regional rule souls are also involved in that selection process as well. So they'll be more than happy to help you fill in any gaps on the information there. And what other spots did we have open recently? Well, we got a brand new position. And that is? The education officer. And that is? <laughs> the position as described by the announcement in the announcement board. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, um, the education team uh, was hard at work with the Royal War College of Mandalore and the, um, the uh, Varied Halls of Knowledge. That's the one. Yeah. They've got such fancy names. I'm blanking on the exact names of them. Uh, basically, we just want to, since it's transitioning from being a uh, committee run uh, project to being a full fledged council position. As with every other council position, we do open it up for applications from anybody that's an OM. So if you think you want to contribute to that, go ahead and send an application. Um, it's quite possible also that people that apply for that and may or may, that may not happen to be in the education team as it currently stands, that might be looked at by whoever ends up being the education officer for future hirings. So can't hurt mm -hmm. to try, right? Um, yep. So that's that's going to be a brand new council position. We're looking forward to that. Yes. Um, those were the only two council spots, yep. correct? Okay. Yes. Um, but as um, there are several other teams within the Mercs, um, a bunch of them are pretty much perpetually looking for help. Um, <laughs> uh, there are always some... There's always somewhere you can help out in this club. Uh, among them, Art Team. Art Team is looking for help with Vector Art. Um, so if you're well-versed or even casually versed in Illustrator um, or any other vector image editing and creation software, um, we would love to hear from you. Yep. We need it for the laser, so come do the pew-pew. And just in general, like most of our, a fair amount of our patches, um, a lot of our clan logos, a lot of those get rendered down to vector format because it's just better for most of our uses. Um so we'll be more than happy to have your services there. So please, if you're interested in that, feel free to contact Corey Snaps for that, Quartermaster. Um, she also uses a lot of vector art, so we will be more than happy to get your services there. And let's see, who else? We are. We're oh, looking. Yeah, we are looking, I guess. Yeah, we're looking. We would like a new editor slash producer for Keldabi Talk Radio. Um, just because I'm lazy and I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, so if you have any interest in uh, hopping onto the podcast team in a respect of, if you know any of the audio editing, uh, if you know multi-track editing or just any sort of basic sound editing, um, drop myself and Thaxos a PM. We would love to hear from you on that. Um, we are also possibly considering a uh, 
the role of voice talent here on Keldabi Talk Radio. Um, we're thinking of opening up a couple extra spots for people to actually be a member of the podcast team here on the cast. Um, more details to follow there. Uh, but again, if you're interested there, shoot me and Thaxos a PM, and we'll definitely uh, start chatting with you about that. And then specifically for me, I am looking for additional moderators for the tech team. So if you have any interest in doing that, if you've got past experience being on the forums and on, on forums and moderating forums, that would be great. And then both the development and programs committee are also seeking additional members. Um, of course, if you're looking for specifics of any of these postings, just go ahead and head, head out to the announcements board for all the specifics on those threads. Do you want to take it away with the Or Cad? Or All right, yes. Um, I would love to. Um, or Rammer Hammer Time. Or Hammer Hammer Time. Actually, I do believe um, on this episode, uh, let me just double check. Uh, Vraden, are you in the Order of the Or Cad? I can't remember. He's served on the council for more than six months, so yes. Oh, that's true. So yes, yes, you have. So this is a, a rare, a rare treat. Everybody on this episode is a member of the Order of the Or Cad. Um, yeah, um, does help that there are only four of us here, you know, lower the odds, I've had those but, pads. you know, but it counts, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes. Um, but yes, yeah, but I, as a member myself and everybody here on the podcast is more than happy to congratulate our six, let's see, one, yep. two, three, four, five, six newest members of the order of the Ori Ramakad, um, sort of the if you haven't heard of it for some reason, it's the Mandalorian Mercs Costuming Club's um, honorary or honor organization for those who the club feels have gone above and beyond in their service to their club, um, who, who really embody that Merc spirit and probably have helped this club glow, grow and glow in some way. Um and in this particular batch, um, I'll just go down the list here. Uh, as is tradition, I'll probably mangle some of your names. So, you know, it's part of the process, part of the deal at this point. So first off, congrats to Hikari. Um, he has been on various teams over the years for his club. He's also um, recently been uh, Alarad of Vakchi clan. Um, I believe he was at, saw him at MercsCon. Like, he's all over the place. He's been a big help to the club. Uh, so congrats to Hikari. Thanks. Welcome aboard uh, from your fellow members of the Order of the Order Ramakad. Um, next up, we have Oren Varric, uh from Burnar Verticlan. Uh, he was the, among many other duties, he's been a long-term member of the clan of the Burinar Verta clan, long-term member of the club. He's helped that clan grow to its current enormous size. Um, he was one of the people who uh, helped create the system that the BBC is currently under with the uh, the house, Burinar Verta. Um, he was the last... Um, official Alarad of the BBC when it was a clan. Um, and like he's just been a big part in, in the clan down there and the Mercs in general. He's always been a big help at celebrations. Um, so congrats. Congrats to Candy Girl underscore MN13. <laughs> <laughs> 
just further proof that you don't have to have your name in Mandoa to get anywhere in this club. Um, just a generic forum handle is a-okay. Um, and as such, she's been elevated to the Order of Oriramakad. She was um, leading members of the Regional Ruzol. She was Regional Ruzol Director. Uh, she was voting in the Applications Team. Um she was, yeah, one of the folks who helped start up Cardabescar clan. Uh, it was the Alaret over there. Like, she's just done a lot of great work. So congratulations to CandyGirl underscore MN13. <laughs> no apostrophe. Um, no apostrophe. Like, actually, there are only two apostrophes in this list of six. I'm really, I'm really impressed. Each of them only have one. Um, so next up, uh, congrats to Cruiser. Um, in his fantastic work as uh, one of the poster boys for the club, uh, just with uh, a lot of his photos. Um, he was also an enthusiastic member of the app team. He was a Russell approval team director, CRL team. Like he's, he's one of the, the folks who's helped uh, guide the CRLs with the help of the app team for the past couple of years. A lot of great work there. A lot of great work for the club in general. So congratulations, Cruiser. Uh, next up, we have Katal. Katal? Satal? I'm, I'm not sure, and I apologize. Um, but another, um, another member who's done a lot of jobs, worn a lot of hats, one of the founding members of Murrin Clan and then Sick Clan uh, down in Texas. Um, very dedicated member, um, He's always shown leadership, and he's just been a really great guy. So congratulations to Katal. And finally, and certainly last but not least, um, Nia Kadruni. Congratulations. Um, she has been a big help in her clan, big leadership there. Um, she's one of the. She's definitely helped with a lot of our charity efforts over the years. Um, so just another fantastic person with good drive and the club's best interests at heart at pretty much all times. So again, thank you, Nia Cad Rooney. Congratulations to everybody. Welcome aboard. Um, and I will say, cause we talk about this pretty much any time that we are, uh, that we mention the order of the order Ramacad. It is not something that you can um, really achieve by wanting it in general. Um, if your goal is to join the Mercs and be a member of the Order of the Aurora Ramacad, that's not the mindset that we're looking for. And I say we, because members of the Order of the Aurora Ramacad, uh, do cast votes on people who are nominated, and we do help select the people who join us in the Order. Um, we'll recognize anybody who does awesome stuff for the club. Trust me. Um, that's how I got in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like they, I helped out a lot at a celebration and with social media and they were like, Hey, crow have these patches. Welcome aboard. Um, I didn't expect it. No one who has been in the order of the Ramacad has ever expected it. It's just, they've gone about their duties, gone above and beyond their duties and have been recognized for it. Um, and 
I'll also note you don't have to be a leader in six different teams or an Alarad for 12 years or anything like that. If you are just an upstanding member of the club and you've always had the club's best interests at heart and you've helped the club as a whole move forward, even without a single leadership position, that's what we're looking for as well. So congratulations to everybody, um, and I look forward to the next six <laughs> people who we induct for the first half of 2019, and inevitably the uh, <laughs> whoever gets Order of the Oramicad for their assistance at Celebration Chicago. Speaking of Celebration Chicago, great segue. Speaking of... <laughs> um we could actually go a couple of different ways with this um celebration merch is up in the store um go grab it go buy it what do we got a lot of cool a lot of cool stuff actually let me pull that back up here three items currently and there's more to come soon i think I am trying to find the store. There we go. It was on the front page. All right, so Celebration Chicago merch. Uh, we have, so far, uh, a couple of different kinds of shirts. Uh, we have the basic design on all three of the shirts with a uh, sort of Narshada, Coruscant, um, night scene um, that's very Chicago-esque on the front. And we also have um, designs on the sleeves for the long sleeve shirt. And we also have a, a hoodie with that sweet logo and design on the back, and then a Celebration um, Chicago logo on the front. Um, prices go from $20 for a t-shirt, 40 bucks for a zip-up hoodie, which is pretty sweet for a hoodie. Um, so grab those. Inevitably, keep an eye on the store. We will also have our Celebration patches up there as well at some point. Um, any additional Celebration-related merch, like lanyards, badges, that sort of thing, whatever the Quartermaster team and the art team can think up, it'll end up there in the store ready for you to grab. There's more in the store, too. There is. There's always stuff in the store, and it's awesome. One important uh, thing to note in the store yeah. is the auxiliary member patch. So that is the first time the auxiliary members have ever had a patch created. So if you're an auxiliary member, now's the time to grab one. And they are in stock right now, already shipping. I've seen a few uh, people post photos of them in the wild already. So they are out there. And they're currently in and, stock. And they are sweet. They're really cool looking. Yeah. Sort of a shield logo split mm-hmm. in half. AM and the Merc skull. It's, it's pretty sweet. Do you like how we also have Celebration Orlando mystery patch in there? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you missed out on the mystery patch, you can still get them, I guess, if they're still in yep. stock. Yep. So, so that's all good. So definitely uh, check out the merch, the Mercs merch store. Any chance you get, um, most of the like a pretty fair amount of the funds that we raise from that either go towards operating funds for the club or directly to charity. So always a great thing to grab for that. Um, Let's see. Is that it for merch so far? That's it for merch for now. Okay. Um, So I guess we can talk about celebration as well. Um, 
We are getting close, just a couple months away. Um, I bought my plane tickets yesterday, so I'm excited. Um, What's it, 77 days? Are... I'm, yeah, I'm not doing that math. <laughs> April, <laughs> April's going to be a weird month for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be a, a weird month for a lot of people, a lot of travel. But yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to be in Chicago from the Tuesday before celebration to the Tuesday after, uh, which is the longest vacation I've taken in a, in a while. It's going to be awesome. Um, and then immediately after that, I go to another convention the weekend after. <laughs> You're going to be busy. I am. I am indeed. But that's OK. Um. The yeah celebration. A lot of the details are still uh, being fully hammered out, like our multi-club booth on the show floor, uh, organized by the Galactic Senate of all of the major costuming clubs out there. Us, Five Hundred First, Rebel Legion, um, Saber Guild, the Dark Empire, our um, two builders, our two builders. Yes, we're all gonna have a uh, our own chunk of the floor. Um, I think we have honestly about a sixth of the show floor in one of the largest convention centers in America dedicated to the costume clubs. So that'll be great. Um, we are going to be having the podcast at live at celebration, uh, details to follow. Um, We'll record it probably at the booth at the very at the very worst. We'll record it in our in one of our hotel rooms. We've done that. Yeah, before. we just have to figure out what to stand on. Yeah, mostly. Last time like, it was the skiff. This time, who knows? Yeah, who knows? We maybe we'll find like a scissor lift. Just stand there until someone like shoes us away from it. Like <laughs> I don't know, who knows? Um, just find an unoccupied stage. Who knows? <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll have fun with it. It'll be great. Uh, we will try and stream that live if we can, uh, internet depending, but more details to come on that. Um, there are going to be several uh, extracurricular events at Celebration, including the uh, party at Maz Kanata's Castle. Uh, we're going to have a night at Cantobite additional bash. Um, there's the... Um, I think it's, yeah, it's like the Tashi Station merch swap. Yep. Traders meet up at Tashi Station. Traders meet up. Yes, that's what it is. Yep. Traders meet up at Tashi Station uh, for all of your merch swap and needs. Um, and do you want me to read out the specifics on those? I got them. In front I was of trying me. to remember what the fourth one was, so please, please do. No, it's just three. <laughs> that's why you can't remember the fourth. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, night at Canto Bite is going to be the bash itself, Thursday, April 11th, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Museum of Science and Industry. Um, it's going to have some hors d'oeuvres and an open bar. Um, then we're going to have the traders meet up at Tashi Station, Friday, April 12th, 8 p.m. till 11 p.m. That's taking place at the Hyatt Regency. Um, there will be a snack bar and uh, for with cash sales, obviously. Um, and then we've got Night at Maz Kanata's Castle, which is the official banquet, which is ha- taking place at the Hyatt Regency once again. That being on Saturday, April 11th. Or, nope, I can't read. Saturday, <laughs> April 13th, uh, from 8 to 11. There's where the 11's coming from. Uh, and that will have um, some Chicago-style food items and then a uh, bar service as well. 
on top of that, the uh, banquet is going to have the silent auction, where there'll be a bunch of different uh, donated items, such as original artwork, autographed books, collectibles, etc. And all the proceeds from this silent auction will benefit Make-A-Wish. So that'll be cool. Yeah, like, uh, as far as that silent auction goes in the past, uh, that has included um, such items such as a set of armor custom made by Mandalore himself. Um, Ark Mm -hmm. and I got a sweet set of pistols, um, like an enormous hand cannon-looking thing, and then just another sweet heavy blaster-looking pistol from the silent auction. Um, Patch collections in their entirety have been sold at those knit plush um all kinds of cool stuff and yeah, who knows what we'll see given that it's all the clubs together this time oh yeah no i i it's expect really cool things. i expect at least one full suit of stormtrooper armor like it really wouldn't surprise me uh cool stuff like that so it's definitely definitely worth a look um tickets are up on sale our details are on our facebook and twitter feeds um also through the various clubs as well and on the forums That about covers that. That about covers that for now. Um, obviously, in the coming months, we'll spew more and more about Celebration as we get more and more excited and closer to the event. Um, yep. I think uh, the last thing in Merck's news that I saw was um, the Fuel Your Force uh, virtual 5K that StarWars.com is putting on and participating in. Uh, the Mercs are fully participating as well. Um, sign-up links are right on the front page of our website, mandalorianmercs.org. And you can just go right on there. It's like the second article in, and with a bunch of great links to show how you can participate in a virtual 5K, which does not mean that you actually have to walk. <laughs> um, and... Um, as long as you're going out and doing something fun and covering some kind of distance, you can raise money directly for charity. Oh, okay, I get to know. Yeah. I've never done one before. Oh yeah, no, it's it's cool stuff. Like you can just go out and do a 5K run um, and donate your pledges to the charity. Uh, you can also do like exercise biking. Uh, some people like swim. Like some people like especially if you're into Pokemon Go, just go out and do a community day that counts you'll walk you'll walk five kilometers you know you will (laughs) Um, so all that's right on the front page of the website um that is started february 1st and runs throughout the month of february uh more details to follow on that on the website there we go and that is it for merc's news (laughs) Um, for Star Wars news, a um, little bit of a dry season uh, right now, as February often is, because we don't have a movie coming out in March or May this time, uh, which I'm a fan of. I like having I like having a little Star Wars with my Christmas. Um, episode nine, uh, we'll probably have some stuff coming out as far as there's been a rumor that there's going to be footage or a commercial or a trailer or something, um, aired doing the big game Super Bowl, the NFL trademark, all rights reserved Super Bowl, um, in a couple weeks. So stay tuned for more stuff there. Um, 
as far as we're aware, the movie is still happening. No one's told us that it isn't, and we're all happy about that. And Celebration, which I said we weren't going to talk about, but we're going to talk about again. A lot of sweet guests going on that we're hoping to see at Celebration. They've released a partial list so far. Uh, We've got a lot of great guys like, um, let's see, we got Greg Gumberg. We got uh, Snap from from the uh has he was he only in force awakens i think so yeah yeah i think he was only in force awakens i'm hoping he's in nine i liked him uh greg proops uh the voice of fode and bead from episode one we got james arnold taylor who was kenobi in the clone wars um jeffrey brown noted children's author uh junas suatomo the new chewbacca like a lot of great people out there. A lot of great people. I'm excited to see and have uh, have stuff signed by um, Tim Zahn. Tim Zahn's coming back. He has a new book coming out. That's going to get signed. I guarantee it. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited about Star about Celebration. Everything's good. Everything's happy. I like Star Wars. Anybody else have any Star Wars news? I think we nope. both covered it. All right. Now we're going to go back to David for his second half of the podcast, uh, Brigade Chat. Yes. Take it away, yeah. David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I filled 45 minutes for you. You, you yeah. did. You did. You really now you got to do the second half. <laughs> All recordings need to be three hours long. So we have 20 minutes of usable content at the end. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, uh, Pets will be in for sometime later this year. We'll come up with something else. <laughs> that worked better than I thought it would. <laughs> we just got a we just got a recurring guest out of that. I was just doing it for no, the bit. That's all right. <laughs> You guys do this once a month. Well, we're always happy to you have you on. You guys do this once a month. I only have to pop that is in true. and run my yap for a little while and then disappear for eight months or a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Maybe if you're lucky, I'll sucker one of my brigade marshals into coming too. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, there you go, yeah. yeah no, if, you, if you ever want to do that, please do. <laughs> <laughs> The more people who are tricked onto coming onto this escapade, the better. <laughs> Just tell them that they have to have two 45 minute presentations that go before and after the mid roll. PowerPoint. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you know, my my team can be bribed with Chaco Tacos. So. Oh, sick. Oh, there we go. Good to know. What about churros? How do they feel about churros? <laughs> I, I, I would say that any food item would probably bring them along. I mean, I. I remember, I think the last time I was on, I was promised tacos by Misha. So, you know. I'm, I'm, oh, that's I'm true. I think she probably did. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I promised uh, I, I promised the brigade team Chaco Tacos at Celebration. So if you play your Later. cards right. So for those that heard about that that opening, you better apply so you can get that Chaco Taco. <laughs> While supplies last. It'll, I guess it'll depend on yeah. how I... If they're no with a cooler onto the floor at celebration. Oh, there's there's ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, granted, the the hotel that we had uh, 
Mark's con at was was pretty good with the uh, the outside food thing. Um, but uh, they definitely let me bring a bunch of churros in and uh, award those during our live oh, episode. Yeah. So I'm just happy. I'm I'm just happy that I managed that to pull that off. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I tell you what, maybe maybe if uh, the brigade team and the podcast team could work out a choco tacos for churros swap, I think we, I, I think we could probably make that happen. <laughs> sounds good to me i you know i bet i mean we're like star wars is uh is owned by disney now like magic happens i'm just saying (laughs) yeah yeah this is true till they mandate that everybody has to eat those mickey ice cream bars all the time that's the only (laughs) snack they allow us oh man i mean I like they're pretty them. good though. They're all right, but yeah, no, it's definitely. I'm uh... not saying they're not good, but they're not six dollars a pop. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should edit that out so we can uh, stay on the good graces of Disney. No, uh, that's fine. No, that stays. <laughs> Braden's gonna single-handedly sink yeah. the Mercs. <laughs> well, I, for for my FBI agent who's listening to me, and for Disney, uh, I whenever we go to Disney World, I eat my weight in those stupid things. <laughs> my, my pancreas is screaming by the time we're done. No, no more ice cream. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I forget. I think it was. I think it was Jim Gaffigan. Like he basically like explained that vacations, especially when Americans go on vacation, is just us going to eat places we haven't eaten before. Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> Like I'm not gonna lie, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to go to Chicago. Like Chicago's got a lot of great food, <laughs> and I'm expected, and I'm expecting to shove a lot of that into my craw over the course of that week. Well, hey, I'm all about that. Well, but you know, but then the other thing about Americans going on vacation is you. We may go to all of these you know crazy places around the world and exotic locales and whatever, but there's always that one person in your group that the only thing they eat is uh, chicken nuggets and French fries. Yeah, that's true. There's always there's always that one guy. It's you know you're in Rome and all he wants is chicken fingers. So <laughs> it's that's absolutely true. Um, though I've I've always said like one of these days I will go to Europe. One of these days I will get out to Japan, and I am gonna have to try the McDonald's there just to see the difference. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah, because McDonald's in Rome has things that they don't have in at McDonald's in in uh, in Augusta or in West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so I, I got to tell the difference between like the fine cuisine of the of the location. Just be like, all right, what do you guys call a Big Mac? <laughs> oh, and you have to try the local Coca Cola too, like the green tea. Coca-Cola. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like another great reason to go to Disney, the Coca-Cola Soda Fountain at Epcot. That's right. <laughs> well, no, if if bringing it back. Well, let me tell you, if you go to Disney, go to the Coca-Cola store at Disney Springs because they have different cokes mm-hmm. from around the world. It's it's real. Some of them are really bizarre. Oh yeah, you know, some of them some are are pretty sweet. Some of them are not to my taste. Right. But you know. <laughs> right, but there's always that one guy. Yeah, go goes to the the Coke fountain with Coke around the world and is like, nah, Coke classic. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other guy who just wants new Coke. Oh, uh, 
Oh, that guy. You, no one likes that guy. Are you old? NEW or NU? Are, are, are you old enough? Either either way. Like if there if, if there is a new Coke, like the new metal of Coke. Are, no. Are you guys old, are you guys old <laughs> enough for new Coke? Do you remember new Coke? I do. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know if you were old enough because that's why they call it Coke Classic because they messed with the formula <laughs> yep. and then right. it was that revolt. Yep. Oh yeah. That was a mess. Yep. The great Coke revolt. <laughs> <laughs> Our marketing ploy. Never forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? Uh, all right. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta know now. When was New Coke? Well, that was what was. That was what started the American Revolution, wasn't it? Um. Yeah. 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 They threw the Coke into the harbor. That was it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So it was introduced. <laughs> all right. So they started the drive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They started it in '85. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in middle school. Again, I don't know how old you guys are. <laughs> but then they uh, they also like sort of kept it around as like they 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 like New Coke was terrible. They dumped it, um, so they sort of brought it back as Coke Two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, in a really limited um, format, uh, that was officially discontinued in O two. Um, yeah, I think it was only stolen in the U.S. And, like, even then, I don't think it was... I think it was, like, mostly, like, Midwest, Northwest. I think it was really limited. Like, oh, we had it in Florida. Georgia. We, we had it in Florida. Oh, you did have it in Florida. Okay. We had it in Florida, like that was... and it tasted like Pepsi. That's what yeah, everyone no, was like. This tastes like crap because it tastes just like Pepsi. If we wanted Pepsi, we'd have bought Pepsi. Yeah, but they wanted yeah exactly. Like... Yeah, that's that's the worst thing you could do with a product is make it identical to your largest competitor. Right, right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think with that, um, this episode has been sponsored in no way by Coca Cola, churros, um, <laughs> or I mean, not gonna lie, or Choco Tacos, <laughs> or, Choco Tacos or, or uh, Mickey Mouse Pops. Uh, available at all snack bar stands in all Disney resorts and parks across the globe. Um, definitely not. Hey, speaking of Disney resorts, <laughs> you know what's usually near a Disney resort? A gift shop. What? A Lego store. <laughs> yeah, still waiting on that Lego sponsorship. Still waiting. Oh, well, I guess I'll just have to sit here with my can of Coca Cola and, you know. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> or when the Lego sponsorship drops that eight hundred dollar Millennium Falcon on your on your doorstep, right? I mean, not not gonna. I would like bodily functions would occur. I was about that, to say you'd soil if yourself if that happened, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Like if I op- if that was like oh. open the front door and that box was sitting there, uh-huh. it's like I'd have to I'd have to take a minute, yeah, clean some stuff up. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. In in summation, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Uh, congratulations to our new order of the Orramicad inductees. Thank you to our various non-corporate sponsors. Um, thank you very much to Raiden for coming back and joining us again. It's always great to have you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Anytime. Always a pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for Raiden's next appearance at some point. It's definitely going to happen. Um, but for myself, Raiden, Thaxos, and Ark, and the rest of the Mandalorian Mercs Costuming Club, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of the Mandalorian Mercs Costuming Club. To learn more about the topics discussed on this episode, please visit us at www.mandalorianmercs.org. The Mandalorian Mercs is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated media are intellectual property of Lucasfilm and Disney. We hope you enjoyed the show and welcome your feedback. Visit our Facebook page or email us at podcast at mandalorianmercs.com.